Hey guys, what's up? It's Sarah, your sober host of the Rethink Recovery Podcast. I'm so happy to be talking with you today. If you will, do me a favor, like, subscribe, and review the show so we can get more friends to join us so we can live the fullest in recovery while supporting each other. Just a little announcement for today. We do have a trigger warning. Um, I will be talking about microdosing, weed, and death. So just putting that out there, if you're feeling a little extra sensitive today, this is a safe space and I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable. So let's get started. I want to talk to you today as someone in the recovery community and as a recovering alcoholic myself, along with also being a recovery coach. I want to address that. Um, so the definition of Cali sober, uh, according to some resources, is being completely sober from everything except for alcohol and marijuana. Okay, and this is where I do want to say I do not condone that. I don't think that we should change one drug for alcohol. I don't understand where that came from. There's just nothing I can see positive about adding alcohol to your recovery journey, right? There's definitely nothing to support it, how it's ever enhanced or supports your recovery or supports any type of management of pain or mental health. So also with that being said, the fact of the matter is marijuana cannabis is a plant medicine. It can actually be a tool for mental health if used appropriately and responsibly, of course. Cannabis also comes in many different forms now. It's not just about, you know, old school smoking the blunts anymore, right? So there are so many things from tinctures and creams that have been scientifically proven over and over in some cases to help assist to increase the overall quality of people's lives due to the cannabis present. So for that, I, I don't judge people in recovery. The cannabis are cabin cannaboids. I think uh, the tinctures and the gummies have cannaboids who, um, I, you know, I just don't judge these people in recovery who are using this as an alternative in pain management. Here's the thing, guys, about that. It's a real... <laughs> real gear grinder for me and it's it's super prevalent in the recovery community right but there is so much judgment on how others are going on their recovery journey I just don't understand it as a coach myself and I grew up in a very southern baptist church with a very single mom of five kids and the judgment definitely gives those unwelcoming vibes and there's a lot of people who feel very displeased and detached with churches because of the judgment they face. And I just feel like it always gives those vibes when we judge people on how they're going on their recovery journey with this. It's not our place in recovery to label and judge someone, causing them to ultimately have a bad outlook on recovery and feel like they can't even do it. Like, how shitty does that feel? Now you're trying to do recovery, but because you're eating gummies, you now feel like you're failed at it because you're being shamed. So that's why when I'm coaching someone, I make sure to pay very close attention to how they're feeling, right? What their daily attitude and outlook is going for them, how they're showing up daily for themselves and others. And I try to meet them at what point they're at in their recovery, not tell them um, where they should according to society. It's not my place. 
nor is it appropriate as a recovering alcoholic myself to then say, oh, well, you don't smoke meth anymore to help cope with being raped. Uh, but since you use CBD-infused lubricants to help with your PTSD, so you can now have a somewhat normal sex life, well, then you don't really qualify as sober since it's infused with cannabis. Or, I know you've suffered from horrific chronic pain your whole life, so you blackout drank all day to escape the pain, and now you say you no longer drink because the cannabis vape your doctor prescribed you is the only thing in your entire life that has helped you regain any quality of life. But then others want to discredit and tell someone like that that they're not sober. No way. No way is that our place in recovery. We can help them and guide them to be on to not be on any substance, but if they are in a certain circum certain circumstances like that, say be it chronic pain or violent PTSD episodes, and it either cannabis or they go to the uh pres- they go to the drugstore for their prescription pain pills or they ease it by numbing themselves uh, with their drug of choice. Well, I think cannabis would be at l- the least of their issues there. And there's people who really suffered such a difficult time and still do and end up going to rehab numerous amounts of times. I had to go myself two times. But there's nothing compared to a friend of mine who was a meth addict at the time. When I met her, she was in her eighth rehab. Just imagine Imagine the pain that's behind that when someone has to go to rehab for eight times before they can even get sober. And this was a woman, a grown adult with kids. She wasn't just a kid on the street. She was in so much pain. Personally, I've seen so much death from addiction, from overdose. I've had my own family members commit suicide because there was no way out of mental suffering. When I was in detox centers also, I had people lying next to me in beds that I was in, you know, in the detox centers. They put you in rooms screaming and crying in agony and speakable pain from withdrawals. And if they were able to use marijuana as an alternative or microdosing psychedelics as a pain management, then who the fuck are we to tell them that that's not right, not the right way to recover? I just do not understand. It is not our right to shame people in recovery who are trying. That is ego. And it's not recovery to me. The ego says we have to label. And depending on where you ended up going to treatment, if you did go to rehab, some centers will say sober, meaning no no alcohol, and clean, meaning drugs. So clean and sober is sustaining from everything. And sober can mean sustaining from all alcohol and all substances except for cannabis. And then there's others that only use sober and it's supposed to be an umbrella for all mind-altering substances or alcohol. So that's what I found on the Sober Cali description online. Some of it's only speaking about only using cannabis, but then other descriptions say you sustain from all drugs except for alcohol and cannabis. That to me is really wild because we have way too much knowledge and research on the effects that alcohol has on our mind and body. And there's nothing, 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 nothing that I can think of that has quality or helps with any type of uh, ailment. You may have. I mean, alcohol is one of the most deadliest drugs there are. 
A little backstory about my sister, Jackie. When I was in rehab in 2015, my counselor called me in uh, before group one day and told me that my mom had contacted her and said my sister only had six months left to live. She had went into liver and kidney failure because of her drinking and that hospice is going to be setting up her bed because she had lost all functions of her body. She ended up dying three months later. She ultimately had a ruptured liver and a brain hemorrhage that caused her to bleed out her eyes, nose, ears. Horrific. I'm saying this because this was the story for the majority of my family, right? My dad, my grandma, my grandpa, all of my uncles and my sister all had drank themselves to death because they could not change their thinking or find another outlet to manage their pain. And if I would have thought that they could change their trajectory of the death outcome by simply microdosing or using cannabis as a medicine, I would grow shrooms and marijuana plants for them in my backyard. And I know that if that was an option they thought was available to them at the time, things would be different and it would be a difference of matter of life or death. I wish I could call my uncle who raised me and say, hey, there's a research clinic in San Diego that does microdosing and it has great effects on people who suffer with addiction. I wish I could do that and then support him in his journey and not judge him on trying to do better, not shame him because he's not doing what a small society thinks he should do to recover the right way. Either nothing or you're not sober at all. But it's so one-sided, right? Because it seems to be cool with everyone when people take tons of antidepressants and abuse bar to quit drinking. I think that's the name of it. Or to stuff their feelings with food or smoke two packs of cigarette a day and a canister of Folgers all day long in order to function. That's okay, right? But God forbid anyone eats a gummy. As a disclaimer, I do want to say I don't know enough about microdosing um, in order to advise of this as a pain management option, but I am pretty sure that if you ask anyone who's lost someone from addiction, you may find that the research we have does make a great argument as to whether microdosing is helpful with recovery under responsible circumstances or not. Even Bill W. himself took magic mushrooms when he was writing the big book. I'm not here to judge. However you recover is how you are recovering. It is your journey. I am not here to shame you. Those of us who are in sobriety have a responsibility to help people feel less broken, not shame them and judge them by labeling them and saying they're not sober because they use cannabis. It's not right. I have seen online people this week on threads uh, with Instagram who have been dragged through the mud because they said something like, I haven't used heroin in three months since rehab. I've been trying cannabis under the supervision of my doctor, and I have experienced any crippling panic attacks since. I never knew I could live without drugs. That was a threat. And then a precious little poet reached out to her and replied, If you're using marijuana, that means you're still doing drugs. You can't call yourself sober if you're still using drugs. Sobriety means no drugs, no alcohol. Now, I don't know about you guys, but for me, recovery is not just about the amount of time I have. In between the last time I used substance and now, of course, my sobriety days are extremely important to me. I love seeing how far I've come from days to recovery. Um, but 
the whole recovery process to me is mind, body, and spirit as a whole. And to me, someone who speaks like that to someone else in recovery, I don't care if you've had 15 years without even an Advil. Well, that's not impressive to me if you've clearly lived a life of no service to others and no service to their journey of recovery and you're only living for yourself. And for me personally, I really question a a lot during the beginning of COVID. I really realized it's not healthy to be so dependent and reliant on a thing to keep you sober, right? I mean, when everything shut down, I thank God for my mental health recovery tools that I've put into place because I actually ended up thriving pretty well in recover um during COVID. Uh whereas for others, uh they were freaking the fuck out because they couldn't go sit in a basement. So all hell might break loose and they might relapse. Well, to me, I really thought about it. I was so glad I didn't have to live like that. To me, that's white knuckle sobriety. And that to me, my friend, doesn't feel like authentic sobriety. And the truth is, when we shame and tell other people who aren't recovering the way that you think they are, you're only fueling the flame of stigma. So I leave you with this. You don't have to agree with the addict. Now managing pain and cannabis or trying to microdose as an alternative to blackout drinking. But as a recovery community, it is our responsibility to support the human who is trying. And if that means not saying anything at all because you think it's an absolutely terrible idea, then do that. We already carry enough shame in early recovery. We need to be there for each other and we need to put, stop putting the stigma. You don't have to agree. Please don't take it like that. We don't have to go out and tell people to use cannabis. I'm not doing that at all. But I am not shaming people and I'm not turning people away who I coach if they tell me they're using cannabis. All right, guys, thank you so much. I feel like I went on a rant today, but I saw that thread and it really, you know, um, it really just hurts my feelings for people who are really trying because there's a lot of stigma that's that's around us already. We shouldn't do it each other. Thank you so much again. That's all I got for today. Please subscribe and comment letting me know what you think of this show and what you would like to hear more of. Have a great week, guys. Bye.